Life is hard. But it could be worse. Life is hard. But it could be worse. Life All right, so uh, there was some good news in the news. I'm trying to. I wanted to open with something funny, and now I don't. I should have written it down. Um, I know, I know, I know. Okay, so let's let's just rock and roll. I know. No, I was. I know what I with the sigh. Oh, okay. I, I, Might as well do the sigh first. I'll do no, the sigh. While no, you're no, no, no. Okay, ready. Welcome to the Life Is Hard podcast. Life is hard, at least for Rob and people named Dave. You probably don't hear those. You probably don't hear those radio commercials. Um, I don't know if you listen to the radio, Rob, but um, but there's the commercials that the. Um, uh, I listen to pop radio. I don't know if that helps. What is it? What is it called? It's called uh, Eastern North Carolina Help Wanted dot com or something. Oh yeah, 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 and yeah, yeah, yeah. those ones with Dave. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't be a Dave. So right. yeah, life is hard for people named Dave. Um, no, life is not hard for him. He makes life hard for everybody else. <laughs> well, yeah, but he's the uh, he's not really people named Dave. He, they made him up. We'll have to get them as a sponsor so that we can play their commercial and then people will know what we're talking about. The good news is that companion robots are here. They were a big feature at the latest CES, the technology thing they have uh, every year. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I heard about that show. uh, Samsung and Apple did wonderful things is what I heard. Yeah, well, the only thing that struck me was the companion robots because I'm picturing a day when we don't need people at all. We just have a companion robot to talk to, and it it records everything we say, and it keeps track of all of our you know moods and all that, and it reports it back to Amazon, of course, so they can sell us more shit. People. Speaking of that, they discovered People. more species on Amazon. They discovered like like five or six new fish species on Amazon. I was like, wow! Now Amazon's got new. I think it was actually the Amazon rainforest where they discovered them. But my take on <laughs> I was going to ask, yeah. <laughs> People who need robots I think are it's, the luckiest people. You know, Boy, I don't think awful. it's such a bad idea, except what's going to happen is that rich people will be able to afford these really awesome companions that, you know, will give them hand jobs and everything. And the poor people are going to get this little thing that sits on the counter. It looks like a lamp that you say, <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Uh, yeah. Poor people are going to get Alexa. Yeah, hey, exactly. Alexa. I don't understand. <laughs> oh, they're putting those in cars now. They've got built-in, uh, apparently it's a new feature in cars, built-in, um, oh, let's just call it Alexa, smart smart uh, devices that you talk to. So you can ask right. your car to do things. And, right. and uh, they're talking about like, so so they'll be selling this data to, to people. And as you're driving down the road, it will flash up on your heads-up display that there's a sale at some store you're driving past or something like this. And Awesome. So they're going to distract you right in your line of vision. Right, right. They'll be feeding Beautiful. you ads as you drive. They'll be talking to you. They said they would actually have, you know, audible things that would say, hey, wait. And you'd be like, what? <laughs> and I think, you know what would be the best would be, like, if some prankster got in there and, like, played sirens or something. You're driving down the road and... Like what? 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 Oh, shit. I've had that happen in songs before. I know. I hate, I actually file a complaint with the radio station when they do that. The NPR <laughs> did that today. They had a freaking opening thing, and it was loud. I mean, they, the siren was like big time, and I was like looking around, going, "Oh shit, that's the radio." <laughs> <laughs> so, gotcha. Like, don't do that to drivers. That's terrible. 
So, uh, by the way, I, I checked on the magnetic north pole. We talked about that in a previous podcast. For those who haven't been listening, you're just going to have to go back through the previous podcast and find the one where we talked about the magnetic north pole moving, but it's now moving at 31 miles per year. 31 miles per year. Yeah. That's pretty slow. Well, it's pretty fast for a magnetic north. Well, sure. It's the but fastest I mean, it's ever know. moved since we've been tracking it. If you're like a sloth. Right, right. Or That's even slow for you. So, Poetic Justice, um, I'm sure you've seen in the news about the measles outbreak. I have not. You have not, really? Oh, yeah, yeah. measles is really spreading in certain for the news anymore. Yeah, well, certain parts of the world, like Washington and Oregon, are getting major measles outbreaks because those are the anti-vaxxer zones. They happen to have a significant uh, proportion of people who are, you know, against vaccinations. Yeah. So, and, and it was funny. It is today in the news. There's some teenager, like 16 year old, who went and got vaccinated even though his mom is an anti-vaxxer. And he said, Mom, you're stupid. Um, <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, he didn't say it like that, but he, he basically said, you know, my mom is wrong. Vaccine, well, I mean, vaccines are I, good. I don't want to get I, measles. I had grave concerns about getting Vance vaccinated. Why? Like I, because I didn't want him to turn into a vegetable or... That's not you what know, vaccines actually light do, as far as I know. But okay, disappear from his eyes. You, you know, think a vaccination was going to? Yeah, that's yeah. I, as far as I know, I mean, vaccinations are. Uh, it would be pretty hard for them to do anything conspiratorially, because they're not even made in this country. Well, okay. I mean, I don't know how we know that, but we do know, and this is going to get us off on. No, knock wrong. yourself out. I mean, you want, you want to do the anti the. Um, I'm just cons- saying. If you, I've, if you, I've read so much about this thermosol okay. and all that stuff. I mean, I've, well, no, no, no. I'm just uh, all I'm saying is, if you go back to the 50s and the 60s with the uh, what was that project called that the military did? Mm. I'm trying to remember the name of it. Not sure. I'd say I wasn't prepared for this discussion, but there's a there's a name of they did a series of like psycho uh, uh, kinetic experiments or whatever. They the military's been doing things like this for years, basically testing out methods of warfare, testing. There was a movie with uh, yeah ways to maybe right right. I, I get all that, but but you're dealing with a lot of conspiracy bullshit. Okay, a lot of what you're getting in that whole thing is just. I mean, for one thing. I assume you were vaccinated. I was. I, I, I was, was vaccinated. Yeah. Everybody I know was vaccinated. We're not zombies. Um, I mean, when I grew up, there was no question. It wasn't even question. You got vaccinated or you didn't go to school. Right. We eliminated measles in this country. The only people that ever get measles in this country or did uh, in the in the last twenty years is people who got it from someone who traveled from somewhere else. And even then, it was an extremely rare case because 93% of the people in the country were vaccinated or something like that. Um, And now with the anti-vaxxer movement, we've got places where one in five kids is not vaccinated, which is enough for an epidemic to happen. And part of the problem with that is it's not just the people who don't get vaccinated 
voluntarily, there's some people who can't be vaccinated because they have an immune system disorder or something like that. And they're at risk when you have an epidemic. Measles is really contagious. I mean, really contagious. If somebody walks into a room and sneezes and you walk into that room two hours later, you can catch it from that person. Unless you've been vaccinated, right? Well, unless you've been vaccinated. The vaccination is like 97% effective. It's not 100%. So you could still potentially catch it. But we had eliminated measles. The vaccination was good enough that with a 95-ish percent vaccination rate and a 97% efficacy, that we had eliminated the disease from the country completely, which is one of the reasons why some people don't get vaccinated, by the way. Some people are just like, well, it doesn't exist anymore. Why take a chance on the vaccine? Well, I was going to say, obviously, we did not eradicate it from the No, we did. The, the only place we get it is people coming in. You realize that people travel in and out of the country every day, right? No, that's yes, not true. People happens. are too poor to do that. It happens, yeah. Not in my world. Um, but yeah, that's people the... People are lucky to cross the street in my world. But my, my giggle from this is that basically most of the people that are getting measles are people who refuse to, to get vaccinated. Unfortunately, a lot of them are very young children, and they're at risk. <coughs> oh, I think I got it. <coughs> there was a time when tens of thousands of people died from the measles. I mean, it's it's a potentially deadly disease, and and to have a resurgence of it because people are stupid is bad. But fortunately, most of the people getting it are the stupid people. So, I'm I mean, I'm just kind of laughing a little <laughs> bit at them. Yeah. So you're kind of in a in a Darwinian quandary. Yeah, kind of a little bit. I mean, and I don't I don't mean to be callous because it's the children of stupid people who are suffering for this. It, fortunately, we've only had one hospitalization that I'm aware of, and nobody has died yet. Because the numbers are relatively low, we're still we're not talking thousands of people here yet. Yeah, but oh, and oh, since we're talking about high risk things, I was reading in some stupid tabloid article online that you like that word today. Yeah. I think that's going to be the what, title. Stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I, I apparently my, my vocabulary is, is sliding or whatever. Well, the only reason I say stupid is really is click. Stupid. It was clickbait. Because essentially they're saying the the Tesla Roadster that um, Elon Musk put into space. I don't know if anybody is aware of this. Or he put a car into space? He did because he had to have a payload to test his big rocket, his heavy lift oh, okay. rocket. And yeah. so he decided rather than putting a load of bricks in space... He'd put one of his cars in space because how cool is that? He's got a little space guy. It's a convertible, and there's a little mannequin in the front seat, in the driver's seat, and it's so it's sailing through space, looking stupid like a car in space. Um, actually, it reminds nice. me of an old SNL skit where they were being followed by a like a 1960s ish car. You know, they're cruising through space, and this car is catching up to them, and it turns out this NBC executives who are going to cancel the series. <laughs> anyway, I mean, that's sorry, I don't mean to steal material from uh, SNL, but at least I gave them credit. Um, anyway, so this car is, is cruising through space right now, and it's orbiting around our solar system, right? It's just out there floating around, and... Um, and this stupid, uh, apparently some people are running computer simulations to determine if the thing orbits around here and zings around there, how long before it runs into something, right? I mean, sure. eventually it runs into something. And they're saying there's a 22% chance that it will impact with Earth within the next 6 million years. 
So, I mean, that's why I said it's clickbait. I mean, it's ridiculous. They said there was a 2% chance, or no, I'm sorry, a 6% chance that it would impact with us in a million years. And by the way, if it does impact with Earth, it will disintegrate on entry like most things do. Well, that's that's what I was going to ask, is wouldn't yeah. it burn up in the atmosphere? Yeah, the whole thing. And, oh, and the other thing that somebody pointed out, some knowing person, said that the actual thing will probably disintegrate in space before it impacts with anything because it's being bombarded by radiation that will literally destroy it over time. Right. Um, so the whole thing was clickbait. But for anybody who is is you know really concerned about potential hazards, I suggest... You build some sort of Teflon dome or Kevlar dome over your home in case the Tesla Roadster. I mean, it's kind of a freak possibility, but one day you could be hit by a falling Tesla Roadster. Imagine that. I think it would just be cool to get uh, pictures or video of it, like, driving around in... In space. In space. Yeah, well, they, they did it. shoot some video of it when they when they released it from the rocket, so... If you're interested, you can find some pictures and or video online of this stupid-looking car floating through space. It can't get much traction in space, so it's not terribly mobile. It needs a big Geico logo on it. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't bother to put the batteries in it. You know, it's just a roadster with no... Right, it's just a shell. Yeah. They didn't really say how complete it was and whether you could start it and drive it away in space. Because that would be kind of cool if somebody like, I mean, there was nobody up there, but if somebody were to say, take a space helicopter or a space taxi up to it and get in it and start it and drive away, that would be pretty cool. Would it work? No, of course not. I was going to say that, like, you know, batteries and electrons and all that, they would all operate differently in space, right? Oh, I was mostly, no, I think the motors would work if they had batteries and all that stuff. But I'm thinking the biggest problem is you have nothing, you have no traction. Like, that sort of propulsion is useless, right? You can't drive a car in space. If you had a little jet engine on it or something, then yeah, but no. Um, right. Yeah, you couldn't actually go forward because the tires I can't grab onto. Yeah, anything. you'd just be literally spinning your wheels. But I think it would be a fun video to make. I mean, if you had the money to afford a space taxi and you had a space suit, because you have to, I mean, the car's not sealed. You, you have to have a space suit, right? But right. if you had all these things and a, and a video camera that worked in space, which I'm not sure what that requires either, Um because it gets very cold in space. I think that would be your biggest problem. That would probably be the killer right there. Everything would freeze solid. Like if, You're talking minus 240 degrees Celsius or something. But well, Somehow they manage on the space station and all that. Well, I mean, yeah, but all that stuff is designed. But it's all designed to deal with that. And they also have to deal with when the sun shines on them and they suddenly get, you know, 240 degrees above, you know, zero. Um, but, yeah, they, all that stuff is careful. I mean, the materials they pick and, then, and the Tesla Roadster is not designed for this. But the point I'm trying to make, though, is it would be a cool video. So if you're a multi-billionaire and you want to spend a lot of money, make it, I'll watch the video, you know, when you finish it. Yeah, I'll recommend it to my friends on YouTube. We'll even link it from our podcast. That's right. Yeah. Somebody get on that. And while you're at it, since you have those billions of dollars to spend on it, if you would just bother to send just a measly one million our way, that'd be great. Yeah. To our Patreon account. Yeah. Yeah. Just throw us a million. I mean, you've got billions. What do you care? A billion is a thousand million. Just just throw us a million. Just. I mean, let's face it. It was my idea, right? I mean, I came up it with this was. great idea. 
I came up with some good ideas. I came up with the idea for the border fence to be impenetrable. Um, you know, filling it with molasses. Right, the molasses border um, wall. Yeah. I almost came up with a good idea the other day, but I couldn't quite work out the details. Remember last week we talked about giving women be, women being the only ones with guns. Okay. Yeah. And I was like, we need to design like a vaginal firearm. But then I thought, no, there's no way to make that work. It just doesn't, like, it just, no matter how I try to work it out. But I was thinking when the girl feels threatened, it, you know, fires. Um, right. Similar to the rules cops use. I felt threatened, so I must shot. I must shoot someone. Oh, I, you mean, like, concealed. Yeah, well, it would go in her vagina, yeah. Right, like, completely. And it would be designed. It would be, like, hanging out of there. It would be totally in there. Yeah, yeah, and it would be designed so that she could fire it with a right. thought or something yeah right. uh, it's a with stupid her, it's a stupid her, uh, i could not work out the details there was the no kegel muscles you yeah, yeah, exactly yeah. i was thinking there was it gives new meaning to kegel exercises kegel um, trigger. and and there's no telling how she might have an an accidental discharge uh no it didn't work <laughs> i couldn't i could not get that idea to work um don't I did, I did. Oh, oh, oh! Speaking of crazy ideas, so I don't. This doesn't. This shouldn't surprise anybody that people have found out ways to game the airfare system. I mean, if you look at like when you're buying a ticket, I don't know if anybody flies, but but if you fly and you pick your destination and you pick your dates, you'll find that like if you change your your return date by one day, the rate will change. You know, you mm-hmm. can get you can you can sort of like like you know. Oh, let me just instead of flying out of this city, let me fly out of this city. And oh wow, it's weird. I fly out of a city thirty miles away, and I save hundred bucks, or it cost me two hundred dollars more, or whatever. Well, anyway, right. somebody figured out that uh, I don't know if they wrote a program or an app or something to do this, but they could uh, um, buy a ticket to destination a destination that they weren't going to, and get off at the layover point. To save money rather than going straight to the layover point. Like if they bought a ticket to, say, Atlanta, it would cost them more than if they bought a ticket to some other city that you'd fly through Atlanta to get to. And then get off in Atlanta. And they get off in Atlanta. They don't take their second flight. Well, here's the ki- here's the kick. Some uh, German airline, Lufthansa or however you say that, decided to sue a patron... For not taking their final flight. Oh, geez. Because this hurts the airline in some way when people are are gaming the system like this. And I'm thinking to myself, how the fuck does that hurt the airline? So you don't take a flight you paid them to take. If If their airfare is that fucked up that you can have to pay more to go directly to a city that you would otherwise fly through to get to another city, take a second flight or a third flight. How the hell does this hurt them if you say, fuck you, I'm not taking that other flight? Well, yeah, I mean, you already paid for it. Exactly. You could, so you got an empty you, seat. Who cares? Or or you could go, like, sit a little uh, uh, rubber duck in that seat and then walk off the plane and you paid for the rubber duck to go. The rest of the way. Yeah, I, I don't, I just don't, by the way, to be, to be fair to the article, it did say that this has happened before and the court determined, dropped, just threw the case out. So there's right. a possibility that they will not actually, this, this guy, this lawsuit will be thrown out of court because the airline essentially doesn't have a, uh, 
do airlines have legs to stand on? Anyway, they don't have a possibly legal standing. But I think it's just stupid that an airline could sue you for something like that. If anything, we should be suing the airlines for their stupid, fucked up way of charging people. Essentially, they're charging you not by what it costs them, but by the popularity of your destination or something. Right. Well, I mean, you know, supply and demand, capitalism, all that well, yeah, stuff. We've talked about that before. But, but, why, but do, why do they care if you don't get on that last plane, then? If it's just supply and demand... Correct. Then... I totally agree. Yeah. That part, I totally agree. And and the other thing is, if, if, those are, if that's the way they're setting up the game, then you can't blame people for, you know, doing what's in their best interests. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's yeah. their fault. People are doing that. Because of the way they set it up. That's exactly my point, is if you've got this convoluted pricing system that you can literally, you know... Like, I could buy a round-trip ticket than I, cheaper than I can buy a one-way ticket. So if I'm I'm like, fuck it, I'll buy a round-trip ticket even though I'm not coming back. Like, I'm having, I'm going right. to pick up, pick up somebody's car or something and I'm driving back. But buying a one-way ticket is expensive. So you buy a round-trip ticket and you don't bother to do the return trip. That should not be... I mean, why is it more expensive? You know, explain to me, airlines, why it costs more to fly me halfway than it does to fly me all the way. Right. No, it's it has something to do with some sort of collusion they've got going with, like, hotels and something else. This all has to do with, like, like the reason it changes with the date you fly is, is because if you stay over a weekend, like the whole weekend or something, you get a little better deal than if you... If you don't stay the weekend or something like that, because essentially they're assuming that, okay, the hotel is going to get an extra night out of you or something. I don't know what the exact parameters are, but it has something to do with some sort of collusion in the travel industry. Right. And uh, personally, that's bullshit as far as I'm concerned. Like, you should be charging me based on the cost of the product that I'm buying. Yes, if I'm flying to Anchorage, Alaska, it's a hell of a lot further than if I'm flying to Chicago, and therefore it should cost me more. Right? Simple. But it might not. Well, I, I totally agree. But these are problems that don't even come close to affecting me usually. Oh sure, sure. I, I get these are third, these are these are first world problems. Gee, exactly. How can I save a little bit of money on air for? However, okay. So so that's the last of the funny stuff. Now I've got this poor guy. Um, my last. This is my last thing, and and we're we're about on time here. If we don't take too long. Um. Oh, we'll take too long. This this guy. If I have anything to say about it. Okay, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Hey, we're. Uh, yeah, well, actually, it's pretty close to no. the last guy who abducted somebody. That, that's the first thing I thought of when I saw this article. So this poor guy is being charged essentially with um, abducting this. Uh, I think she was about sixteen. I'm not sure. I've got a. I'd have to review the article. But some some. Oh, fourteen year old. Okay. So he met this fourteen year old online. And from what I understand from the article, and this well, not, there's a bad start. Yeah, Go yeah, ahead. yeah. Well, from what I can get from the article, he met her in something that was relatively innocuous. There was no, he wasn't stalking this girl or anything. He 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 met her online, and um, he uh, did he know she was a 14 year old girl? Uh, as far as I know, because um, because he was on Re- um, on Rob- Roblox or something. I guess is what it says here. Yeah. It's a gaming Roblox. gaming platform. Yep. So he yep. was just he was just gaming. Now he was um, the guy's thirty one years old. So there is some of that. Like this is a little creepy. 
But I still feel bad for the guy because I think he was white knighting, which I'm not saying that's a good thing to do necessarily, but I don't think he had any bad intentions. We don't we don't know that he had bad intentions. But he meets this girl, he's having this, you know, online gaming experience with this girl, and she tells him that her father is molesting her. And he's like, well, gee, you know, do something about it, right? She goes, well, I told my mom and she doesn't believe me. And so this guy's thinking, well, I'd love to help you, but you could be lying to me. Right. So I need something to know. He essentially told her he needed clear video evidence. Which, which it, well, hold on. That's that's the spot right there. Well, and that's should have just said okay and called the police or whatever. And yeah, and yeah, yeah. The whole thing, and or tell or tell the girl to call the police. I mean, tell her to find some. Right. You know. Uh, Oh God! Which brings me to a joke, by the way. That but we we covered the swatting thing. I mean, if you could call the SWAT team on people who aren't doing anything wrong that you're playing video yeah, games with, yeah. you could easily do that to somebody who needs help. But go ahead. Well, yeah, but obviously she knows where she lives. She's no she her her testimony is going to be required no matter what. She's going to have to tell the police something. So she might as well report it herself. No, this guy definitely was stupid. Okay, I'm, I'm going to give you... This is the the name of this episode, podcast, Stupid People. This guy definitely made a serious error in judgment. So he asked her for clear video evidence. She resisted and said, that would be really difficult for me to do because, I mean, how do you set up a video camera when your dad's raping you, Right. So, right. But she did. She got a video, a seven-minute video of her being raped. Sent it to him, after oh, which he went and picked her up, drove her across state lines. <clears throat> Gets busted, of course. I mean, you can't just take a girl and expect that they're not going to have a manhunt, right? And apparently right. There's, there was enough connecting the two that they found him. Anyway, so I'm not quite sure how they caught Where him. Where was this? Where did this happen? Um, I believe she was in Tennessee and he was in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Jeez. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she was in Tennessee. So he so he picks her up, takes her home, tries to avoid detection, you know. And do what? I mean, what was the plan? That's the other thing, is what was he going to do with her? I mean, is he just going to raise this 16-year-old? Because if he's going to treat her as a, as a love interest, then, yeah, he's a fucking perv, right? Um, like I said, I don't know what his intentions were. I I kind of understand where he's coming from in a way because when I have these things happen, my heartstrings are tugged, and I'm like, God, something needs to be done, right? And and I mean, I'm old enough and smart enough now, and he should have been too, to know that you've got to work within the system because you're not going to get away with this. For one thing, as soon as she made that video and sent it to him, he was in federate or in violation of federal. Uh, um, uh, what, what do we call it? Pet, um, underage, you know, sex tapes. Like you can't, right. you can't do that. I mean, there's all kinds of. And by the way, the the FBI got the video and have since gone to help this girl. So the girl's getting professional assistance. And what about the dad? Is he going to jail? Yeah, 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 yeah. He's. I mean, they've got a freaking video of him raping his 14 year old daughter. Well, yeah, so, that's what I'm so, saying. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, some good came of this in a way, but this guy's going to jail. <laughs> this, this guy who went and picked her up, um, he's in trouble. He's he's in deep. Uh, maybe the jury will be sympathetic to him, but he's in freaking deep. He Crossing state lines, it's a federal crime. Everything about this is a federal offense, and serious federal offense at that. But now, like, if you were trying to bust a... 
child pornography ring, let's say, uh, and you got one of the children to be an informant or whatever and set up a video camera and tape themselves being, you know, molested or otherwise... You know, and you're the FBI. You could you could get away with it, I think, if you're FBI. You're all fu- you're, well. That's what I'm saying. Then you, yeah. then it's all fine to put a. But you're a, not. But you're not going to be. You know. I, I mean, that probably you wouldn't do it that way either. You'd probably be the one setting up the video, and you'd have total control over how it was distributed. Well, yeah, but I mean, he wasn't yeah. even there. If you're the FBI, you yeah, also have yeah, a yeah. budget, and you have a team. And oh you no, have I told you, and- I think the guy might have had good intentions. It's hard to tell. I'm hoping that the jury, if he did have good intentions. If he wasn't just a, a creeper who was trying to get this 14-year-old into his home. I mean, that's the other side of this is it could just be, you know, he could have just been looking for, you know, he might have actually wanted to see the video. I mean, we don't know. He might have wanted to see a video of her being raped. And then and then he's like, yeah, I'll take you to my house and we'll finish the job. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, again, I don't mean to put any, I have no idea what this guy's intentions were. And, I, and he might be the nicest guy in the world. Um, but now he's in $2 million bail. <laughs> Jeez. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so um, there was one more thing sort of related to this that was in the news that was funny. I can't remember the, the girl's name, but the girl who talked to the guy into committing suicide on the phone, I don't know if you remember that story. There was a... There was a I don't think she... I think she was a little bit older than the kid who committed suicide, but there was some... Sorry, my measles are acting up. Yeah, there's, well, look for the red spots. That's kind of the... Yeah. Um, but there was some... That story's a little old, but recently she came up in the news because the court upheld her conviction for basically manslaughter. Uh, she was on the phone with this guy. He was in his truck committing suicide. She had told him... I mean, there were several... She'd been texting and having discussions with him previously and had been encouraging to com- him to commit suicide. But she was also a fucked up individual. Um, she had just only been out of a psych ward for like a month. So she's she was nobody to be. But the point is that she um, she got busted. She, they charged her, which was kind of unusual to charge somebody. She wasn't there when he died. She didn't physically make him do anything. But he wanted to get out of the truck. He was getting out of the truck. He's like, oh, this is, you know, this is killing me. And I don't want to do this. And she's like, get back in the truck. You know, she encouraged him to finish the over job. Over text? Or on the phone, either text or on the phone. Yeah, I think she texted him. Get back in the truck. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he would have, he probably... Mean face. He probably would have lived if she hadn't encouraged him in his moment of weakness. Like, his moment of, like, doubt when he's like, eh, I don't think I really want to kill myself. And she's like, no, you really should. Um, but, I mean, he... That doesn't sound encouraging. That sounds bossy. <clears throat> in my opinion... Yeah. In my if opinion... If she were encouraging him, it'd be like, you can do it. You yeah, know. but either way, if you jump off of a bridge, you're ultimately responsible for jumping off. If somebody doesn't physically push you, I would have a hard time if I was on the jury convicting her, even though I would think she was the scum of the earth. What my, Here would be my verdict for her, and this is why I bring it up. My verdict for her would be she is not allowed to work on a suicide hotline. <laughs> or... Or have a phone. How about that? You're not allowed to text anyone ever again. Yeah. Well, that might be a little extreme. Mean face. In this modern world. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I do agree she's a scum. I, I, anybody who encourages someone to commit suicide is, is a scum. But if we put every person who is a scum in jail, eh, 
you know, my neighborhood will be empty. Yeah, and there'd be, uh, you know, jails everywhere, more jails than home. Oh, speaking of which, I got a letter from the Republican National Committee today because I'm still a registered Republican, and they asked me for a donation. And they, in their letter, they talk about how we must defend Donald Trump. We must make sure that he gets reelected, all this stuff. And I'm like, man, you know, like if I was even considering supporting you, you just totally blew that shit. Like, I mean, God, it, it, the Republican Party used to stand for something. Now, it, well, we'll just leave it at that. They, uh, they said, I mean, he's just a front. They're just using his popularity. He's not even that popular. I'm surprised that that's all they got. I'm like, did you know, uh, and I don't, I wish I could source this for you because I don't remember where I heard it, but there was a poll after the State of the Union address and 75% of the people, uh, were approving or, thought it was good or standing behind the president, whatever the terminology was that they used. Yeah, they well, let's face pro, it. Pro the message of the State of the Union and he, 25%. He used more. a lot of, what do we call that, oorah language, you know. Right. Yay so, for the but, USA, we're awesome, we've done all these great things. Okay, but so normally you would think his approval rating would be, what, 30% or something like that? Well, that's his normal, I think 30 or 40% is his normal running approval rate, yeah. Okay, so you're saying that his oorah language, 40% of the viewing public is susceptible to that, is going to make them go from an anti-Trump to a pro-Trump well, even the Democrats in the Congress were applauding him, which I thought was ridiculous. There was actually some articles I read where they said the Democrats were being idiots. They were, you know, being, uh, what's the word for, they're not doing themselves any favors by applauding Trump's, you know, remarks when, you know, half the shit he made up. Right. Uh, but uh, but either way, I mean, that's that's a rabbit hole we could go down, and I'd rather not, just because, A, it gets discussed ad nauseum in the news, and B, it's just, it's it's like, it's like you watched a fairy tale, and now we had to debunk it. It is so, <laughs> it's so, everything Trump says is essentially, if you've ever known a really bad used car salesman, who will tell you anything you want to, you know, he thinks you need to hear to buy this car. Oh, this car will get you chicks and it, it'll never fail. It's had a one owner. It's never been out of the garage. It's only got 12 miles on it. No, we did not reset the odometer and it did not roll past 100,000. The 12 miles is actual miles. Even though It's, it's a great car. I mean, yeah, it's, it's a, great. Yeah, it's tremendous. I, I, I know the people that made this car and they are the best people. We have the best people with the best factory, with the best workers making the best car just for you because you deserve it. Right. And I mean, if people believe that shit... There's nothing I can do. I, I just just back off and go, you know what? Life is really hard. Well, before you wrap up on me... Yeah? I I got I got two... Well, they, we may not even make this, but anyway, I just wanted to say, because you were talking about texting earlier, making the girl not ever text again. So, you know, there's the, the big campaign... Uh, it was probably more a couple of years ago. It's died down a little bit, but against texting and driving. Yeah. Right. And and 
people uh, that I talk to anyway in my circles, you know, uh, are fed up that people are actually looking at their phone instead of paying attention to the road. And so my thought is that if you weren't supposed to be looking at the phone while you're driving, God would not have made you with two eyes. <laughs> one for the phone and one for the road. They don't. And then the other thing is, considering that, is that all this anti-texting and driving stuff makes me really mad because how are you supposed to get better at it if they don't let you do it? You know, I mean, The reason people are wrecking because they're texting and driving is because they suck is at it. Is right because they don't practice. They need to have texting. They need to have texting while you're driving in driver's ed, so that you know how to do it by the time you actually start driving a real car. This is a good time for a deep sigh. I hope I don't have to tell our listeners how not science based that argument is. It's it's Rob Life science. Life is hard. But it could be worse. But it Life could is be hard. Worse. Yeah, but it could be worse. Life is hard. But it could be worse. Life is hard. But it could be worse.